episode one of the R&B divas, Patti LaBelle, the screamer, in a good way. Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. My name is Tom Gowker, and I am your host. Remember that Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. In fact, today we are on episode one. It's a special R&B series called The R&B Divas. I spent the last year just interviewing musicians, DJs, and influencers, and I asked them to share their thoughts on some of the most important amazing and legendary female singers of all time the r&b divas are the following patty labelle diana ross aretha franklin gladys knight Dionne warwick and tina turner yes you could also add phyllis hyman tina marie patty austin anita baker and shaka khan and uh natalie cole there's nothing saying that we couldn't do a part two to this series in this episode, we discuss the career of Philly's own Patti LaBelle. Patti is the gift that just keeps on giving from her time with the Bluebells, Laura Nero, LaBelle, the Philly Sound, the author of Don't Block the Blessings, and you can't forget Patti's Pies. Patti is real and down to earth as her voice is heavenly and out of this world. A showwoman, if there ever was one, what are we going to find out in this episode is that we love Patty. Besides my own voice, you are going to hear the voices of the music industry. Genre buster Darnell Miller, the rapping professor Eartha Holly, jazz pianist and educator Lafayette Gilcrest, band leader and educator Eddie Morgan, the man with the voice, it's Marcellus the Bassman Shepard, former AR gospel manager Jim Henry, Kelly Bell from the Kelly Bell Blues Band the funk master Duke Benjamin, music and author Christian Gerard, and band leader Albin Jones. I hope you enjoy the episode. It's the R&B Divas. It's Miss Patti LaBelle. Queen of Scream. <laughs> you know, you can't talk about Patti without her you know, screaming, but I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, she does it good. But um, I think Patty uh, is still, like, she's still going. She looks good, you know, and at this point in her life, she still is good, but she knows those limitations that she has, you know, and but she wears it well. She's surrounding herself with good singers and good musicians. I mean, her background singers are phenomenal. You know, phenomenal. Well, you know, Patty, every time I think of her, I think of um, a quote that I heard her give in an interview one time, which was, 
she wants to be the biggest star of all time. Um, she wants to be when anybody thinks of you know Patty LaBelle, they know exactly who she is, and they make people smile. And she's still out there today, singing and entertaining. And uh, she's definitely worth her flowers. My overall thoughts of Patty is like, she she's sustained. You know, she just did she just did a wonderful set at Essence Festival, and everyone's, you know, talking about how she crip walk on stage. <laughs> I hold dear to my heart is you are my friend which is simply amazing lyrically it's amazing and then what she did with it you know it's it's only second to what uh brother sylvester did it uh did in his version of it but patty labelle you, you can't go wrong with patty you are my friend is uh, a classic that um i always loved when patty would sing it i've seen her live twice here in atlantic city and she did it both times and of course you know, she kills that song, man. And um, it sets such a uh, a thing. You are my friend. Um, it's a classic. That's, that's the best way to put it. Not too many singers can pull that off. Uh, she had another one, You Are My Friend, which is almost like a, a national anthem. Anywhere she goes, that's one of the things that she's requested to sing. So um, the ballad she does, You Are My Friend, that's one of my favorites. think about Patti LaBelle her love songs come to mind because they've touched me dearly over the years and I've been a, a fan for all of my life pretty much uh, and when you think of, of Philadelphia you know Patti of course is is one of the greatest vocalists to to come out of there and when you live in Philly you bump into Patti it just you do, it just happens it was a Natalie Cole show it was very intimate small tables there was some uh, dignitaries a couple tables back was patty when the show is over you know we didn't want to leave but you know when you're in philly you don't bum rush like patty you just no. like patty's no. people leave her alone but they all ran up on stage her and her girls and it was just interesting that that's the kind of closeness i got to her so i'm going to start with patty labelle like i and i'm gonna be quite honest with you i i think she's an amazing singer but just because you're an amazing singer doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to like you or that you're going to move me with your music. And up until that point, Patti LaBelle had never moved me with her music. But the, I was watching Live Aid the whole time. And when she came out, it, I, it, it changed not just how I felt about her. It changed how I felt about myself. It was just amazing. And, and I'm like, I get it now. I saw her on that stage standing in front of 100,000 people flipping her shoes off doing the same thing she probably did when she started off in clubs. And I'm like, I, I just saw her in a whole different kind of way. 
for tonight. Just use it. She's so real, you know. Patty will do anything to entertain. She'll she'll roll on the floor. She'll she'll squall her voice, and so her voice is sort of like uh like raw sugar, like molasses. It's not particularly refined. If only you knew. That's just that song is. Every time I hear it, I just it's like I melt into it. It's just a great song. So when we talk about Miss Patty Labelle. What I would say to you, the songs I love from her is uh, If Only You Knew. Uh, she just does an amazing job with the vocal work on that. If Only You Knew, it, it, it's, it's a no-brainer. You can't not put that song, you can't have a quiet storm program and not include that song. It's another case in point that the lady can sing um, along with her her screams. She can She can build out a, a quiet storm soft song and, 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 and rip it and the lyrics the lyrics also if only you knew and it's it's one part in that song you know where she hits that note but it kind of just it it crescendos you know she starts from the bottom she starts scaling up on it and I won't even try to hit it right now because my voice can't go there but truly one of the staples she um, first broke off from LaBelle, she was experimenting with a lot of sounds. It was one time she even had all backup singers that were male. That was on one of her albums. And so she liked to experiment. Patti LaBelle, you know, who's known as the godmother of soul, uh, you know, she just has a quality about her. And, you know, like Patti LaBelle, she has that kind of, you know, she has that kind of, you know, just natural lead vocalist kind of thing, man, that she can really, you know, she can carry a groove. You know, she can carry a pocket, put it in her pocket and make it all something really, you know, grand.
for me, I mean, of course, Yo Mister. <laughs> because that's a that's a Prince song. That's a Prince wrote that for her. You know, um, Yo Mister. And I, you know, um, God, I actually never thought about this, but yeah. <laughs> Just because, you know, of her, her relationship with Prince. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Yo Mister is, one of, is, is on my list. And then one little gem that she did with Prince called uh, Yo Mister, Where's Your Daughter? It's, uh, it has a nice little tight Prince groove and, and it has a, um, a, a message about father and, and daughter that I really like. That's, that's, that's one of my favorites with her. I like this song she did of uh, Prince's called Mister. Yeah, I just remember that groove in that pocket. Yeah, she still has that personality, you know. And she still, I'm saying, if you have not seen her live in the past two years, it's just, it's a really good show. It's a really good show. And she had, I mean, she has Jeff Bradshaw on trombone, uh, B. Slade, formerly known as the gospel singer Tone, on background vocals, and is like one of her featured vocalists throughout the whole show. It's a night Pressing her hair up. No one had ever seen that before. So no one, I'm not going to say they hadn't seen it before, but they hadn't seen it in such a dynamic performer who could deliver the goods. And one of the things I love about Patty is she stepped onto the scene with two other incredible women who on their own were amazing and Sarah Dash and Nona Hendricks, who I probably have a lot more affinity for because she did that smash transformation. So that is the, the, the crew that Patty came up with. And inside of that crew, she was clearly the breakout star. But LaBelle was like really forward, you know, very forward, more more on the rock funk side than anything else. I hate to say the obvious choice, but <laughs> Lady Marmalade is a lot of fun. You know, it's um, it's a classic song. It's just, it's just a groove. And I had to go back to LaBelle, Lady Marmalade. Think about the first time you heard that song. <laughs> that song obliterated everything you heard on the radio. Imagine video back then, if it was, had been in social media, that song would have just blew the doors off. When I was a little kid, they had the Midnight Special. Yep. LaBelle was on there, and they came out with these space-age suits. And I was Boots like a little kid. I was a little kid, and I was scared. I was scared because I didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know what was going on with this LaBelle, but they definitely got my attention. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, that's one of the things LaBelle was known for was uh, unique type outfits that they were wearing. You know, I like those pockets, man. So I have to go with Lady Marmalade. The songs I like best are, of course, Lady Marmalade. That's what launched launched. That's probably the biggest hit that she had. Um, 
my album that I love is from 1998. It was a, a Grammy award winner for Best Traditional R&B. It's called One Night Only Live. There's a video that goes along with it. There's an amazing double album. From beginning to end, it's it's Patty at her essence. One of the songs that she did was a, a, a song, I think either Edith Piaf did, or it was a, a, about Edith Piaf and her lover that's that left her. And it's called uh, If You Love Me. And it is insane. It's like, it's insane. It went platinum. I mean, you know, flame and burning is um, two of her most popular albums that went platinum. So the choice between those two, flame. And the album of hers. So one of the things that I like about the group of women you picked, most of them came up heavy in the 60s and transitions to the 70s, 80s. So I was born in 60. So by the time they were really hitting the, uh, the generation ahead of me, I wasn't into that. I came in behind them. So the albums I like from them women tend to be probably late 70s, early 80s. And for Patty, it was the uh, Burning album. I believe that came out around 90. Be Yourself and Burning were the two albums, almost literally back to back, that spoke to me as a young man at that time as I was starting to discover who this woman was. <laughs> I've never thought about if you asked me to, but you know, like that's a great song. And it's a great, I think there's a great story behind the video. And I feel like, you know, that that's the better version of the song. <laughs> I love Celine Dion, but that right there, her ver Patty's version is really good. And um, I want to say, if you asked me to, was that kind of a bell, wasn't it? If you ask me to, it was a beautiful song, and um, you know, I always, I was just, I thought it was really, a really pretty track. That was for um, "License to Kill," the James Bond movie. I forgot yeah. about that. My third one is "If You Ask Me To." It's a yeah. Diane Warren song. It's yes. from 1989. Be yourself. It was in the "License to Kill" movie with James Bond. Her and Gladys did songs on that album. This song was a jam, and it, it was it, in R&B world. It just hit number one. It did. It barely dented anything in, in the pop chart, but it never went away. Like it just was like a year. You'd always hear it on the radio, and then Celine Dion did it three years later and blew it up on the pop chart. So, absolutely, little, little wasn't fun. ready for the soul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
um, you know, if I have a choice, obviously it's Patty and the song is so good. You know, now that both of them did it and it was both a big hit, you know, you get a little burned out on it. But I do remember when it did come out, it was like, it was like light. You were like, wow, I love this. If you ask me to, because I just love the lyrical content of that song. It's the way she, she just delivers on that particular tune. My personal favorite song that will probably make me tear up on the right occasion is If You Ask Me To. I, I did some research on that song. She filmed a video either the day or the day before she buried one of her sisters. And um, she kept they kept taking breaks because she kept crying through the video shoot. And um, I think about certain things when that song come up too. On the right occasion, that song will bring a tear to my eye. song that I have is actually from I sold my part to the junk man it's 1962 mm -hmm. but with, with, with um, the bluebells you know there was this like compilation that I got you know you're like yeah. what is this you know so you knew it was patty but you didn't know what was going to be inside so you unwrap it and you're like wow they were really good and yeah so when I hear that song today I'm like yeah that's my jam like from 1962 <laughs> It doesn't sound like Patty. It doesn't sound like any of the people. They, they matured. It was Cindy Birdsong. It was Nona Hendrix. It was Sarah Dash. Yeah. That's a, that's a super group right there in the making. Absolutely. And, the one, of course, I'm a little bit younger. So the one that uh, caught my attention was, you know, the one that had, you know, new attitude. But that that was like, oh, Patty LaBelle. I was a kid, you know. Who's this? You know. I remember watching her on an award show one time. She kicked her shoes off. You know, she was getting into it. And, you know, that was kind of a diva moment right there. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, she had a lot of big hits. Um, I loved her in the 80s, honestly. You know, New Attitude was a big soundtrack single, <laughs> which I thought was fun. From the Beverly Hills soundtrack. is irresistible. Greetings! So, I went to the store after I seen somebody post that Patti LaBelle pie. I love Patti LaBelle. I love, shout out to Patti LaBelle, honey. I went and bought the Patti LaBelle pie. Sweet potato Patti LaBelle. This is the Patti edition, honey. This is the on my own. Why did it end this way?
she likes to collaborate too. You know, she did songs with Michael McDonald, Luther. She even did that rap tune, um, Feel Like Another One, uh, with a Big Daddy Kane. Uh, that's what I liked about it, is the fact that she likes to collaborate. You have to go to one of her live concerts or YouTube some of her live concerts that would do her all the justice she deserves. Um, the only thing I would add is that I forgot that she she was on one of the best duets of the 80s, which was, you know, on my own. Uh, it's not a solo song, but it's a song that speaks to me so much. It's this duet with Michael McDonald on my own. And if you go back and watch that old video, I believe the two of them are in the video, but they never come together. They show them separately. I should have went and watched it, but I remember that much of it because the just a perfect pairing of his deep resonant voice and her soft sensual power. Personally, um, even says that's one of her favorite songs to do, if not her favorite song herself. And um, because I'm weird, I, 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 it's certain things I pay attention to. And she loves that song so much. Um, that intro to the song, it's like she's about to explode from anticipation if she don't start singing it soon. So you could just tell that's her song just from the intro. She's like anxious to sing the shit out of it. And her good vocal range and singing can bag it up. It, it, it's part of what makes Patty, Patty. She can't get off stage without singing Over the Rainbow. Patty, a song that she always sang that just really touched me was Over the Rainbow. And, uh, you know, there was just her, her ability to hit different notes and with such clarity just made her so unique.
I hope you enjoyed our voice and music collage featuring Miss Patty LaBelle. Again, I would like to thank my guest on this episode. Remember to subscribe to Something Came From Baltimore because I don't want you to miss episode two of the R&B Divas. It's Miss Diana Ross. Next episode, Diana Ross, the first R&B superstar. Something came from Baltimore. End of episode one, Patti LaBelle, The Screamer. Gerald Albright, Rhea Schneider, Charlie Hunter, Luke Robillard, Sean Jones, Walter Beasley, Steve Swallow. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. Subscribe to the podcast and listen to your favorite artist, or feature favorite artist that something came from Baltimore and be a part of that Be More music scene. Joe Lovano, Jeff Coffin, Paula Cole, Denuso Makatani, Ann Passio, Chess Smith, Thumbscrew, mostly. Greetings from the Adult Music Podcast, where we talk about music for the mature mind. I'm Russ. And I'm Mike. And every week we get together in our mountain lair in Japan and discuss new classical and jazz music releases and enjoy some laughs and maybe some booze along the way. We go track by track through the albums we listen to and dig deep into the performances. We also provide you with links to the music via Spotify and Apple Music and a full episode playlist on Deezer so you can follow along. So if you're looking for the best new music to stimulate your brain and lift your spirits, join us every week on the Adult Music Podcast. Hi, jazz fans. This is the founder and host of Neon Jazz, Joe Domino. It's both a weekly radio show and interviews with musicians from all over the world, like the Netherlands, New York City, and back to Kansas City, the home of Neon Jazz, covering the rich history and modern world of jazz in a fresh way, featuring interviews with the likes of Arturo Sandoval, Sonny Rollins, Maria Schneider, and countless others. Find our weekly show on Mixcloud. Subscribe to the interviews via iTunes and YouTube. We are Neon Jazz. Same difference. Two jazz fans, one jazz standard. A review of a single jazz standard through music, history, and stories. And this is AJ. And this is Johnny. If you are a jazz fan and you like jazz standards, bebop, show tunes, ballads, you name it. Yeah, we've got them here. We drop a new show on you every other week, and we take a standard, and we listen to a few different versions of it. Same difference. Come join the fun. Looking forward to seeing you.